Hi, my name is Mary Copin and you are watching 36 Years where we talk about Philippine politics, news, and democracy. Why 36 years? Well, 36 years ago, the Philippines ousted from power President Ferdinand Marcos during the People Power Revolution. Now, nearly four decades later, we elected into power his son and namesake, the 17th President of the Philippines, Ferdinand Marcos Jr. This show tries to answer where Philippine democracy is heading nearly four decades after the revolution. Welcome to 36 Years, available on Rappler social media accounts and wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the first show after the first State of the Nation address of President Marcos. Uh, we won't be talking about the sauna in this episode, but we will be talking about that perhaps in the next episode. Try to dissect uh, the 19 priority bills that in announced ng Pangulo during his sauna and maybe all the other policy pronouncements and plans that he announced during that speech. But for this show, we will be talking about the second highest post in the land, the office of the vice president. The vice president, of course, is Sala Duterte the daughter of the previous president, Rodrigo Duterte. This is part two of my conversation with Manolo Quezon. Um, this is a perfect listen if you want to understand not just the office of the vice president, but where Sala Duterte stands in the scheme of Philippine politics and why in order to understand the OVP, you must also understand Malacanang. <music> talked about Kanina extensively, the office of the president, not just office of the president actually, but the, the, the beginnings of an administration, no? and in particular the Marcos administration. Yung OVP naman, nabanggit nga natin in the previous episode, na it's a very interesting dynamic with the unity. Because una, si Partido Federal ng Pilipinas, wala atang pakialam uh, sa kalagayan nila in the political um, environment. They're not even trying to really recruit a lot of people. In fact, it's Lakasi MD who is trying to be the dominant uh, party. I say trying because as of today is July 13, a grand total of 57 legislators are Lakasi MD, which is rather strange because at this point, diba, you so, would expect... So, uh, ano yung, ano yung, yung uh, division of, of, of parties at this point? I think most are sticking for now. Most are sticking to their to the to the parties they ran under in 2022, which is strange in the context of Philippine politics. For those who are not very familiar, because at this point, normally more than a hundred um, would have switched to the ruling party. But then again, normally the ruling party is the party of the president. But that's not the case. It's it's CMD. But then again, CMD is is the president is uh, Martin Romualdez, who is the cousin who is, of who, 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 who was who was the nominee of the president. Yeah, and, but but at the, I mean at the same time he's the cousin of President Marcos, but he's also the co-campaign manager of Sara Duterte, the sitting vice president. So ang haba ng introduction ko pero yung tanong ko ay how has the office of the vice president changed? Obviously, now sobrang intense in spotlight kay Sara Duterte. I'd argue, in a way, she's the center of political power. I, I'm not sure if she's actually wielded that power yet. Sabag, it's been a few weeks pa lang naman. The vice presidency is the position every president hates because it is a <laughs> reminder that they are um, human. Yeah. You know, it's the remember you are mortal office. Um, and <laughs> yeah. everyone hates it. Um, 
it's also the position that no one really knows what to do with yeah. because um, it, it exists as insurance. Yes. And that insurance was written um, back in the 1930s. What do I mean? We're unique because we elect our president and vice president yeah. separately. There's a reason for this. It was because when, when in 1935, we were going to have our first national election or before that, we didn't have national election. Yeah. Uh, you, you forget that uh, President Aguinaldo was elected in a semi-parliamentary system. Anyway, mm -hmm. so the idea was if you're going to have a vice president and if the job of the vice president is only one thing, which is to replace the president if he dies, yeah. then they felt at the time that if anyone was going to take that, uh, accept a vice president becoming vice president, kailangan nila ng sarili nilang mandato. Otherwise, is it, baka hindi tanggapin ng, ng, ng madla. The interesting thing is, we've had uh, three constitutions since then, and no one ever revisited the idea. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because nasana na rin ang tao, and when you think of it, it's actually a little more democratic to really make a separate choice. The problem is, as the party system disintegrated, yeah. it became less and less likely that they would be the president and the vice president would come from the same party. Um, so, in fact, uh, since EDSA, if you want to have a more recent point of view, it was only uh, GMA and Noli de Castro who came from the same party in that whole era until uh, Ferdinand Marcos Jr. and Sara Duterte. Yeah. Now, also because we have a very uh, a system that is really uh, dominated by the presidency, no president from 1935 would ever allow a vice president to have any real power. Yeah. So a vice president can only have a job if the president yeah. wants to give them a job. And usually the, the president, um, if they're partners, then the president in the old days used to automatically make the vice president secretary of foreign affairs. It was convenient because it's the most senior and prestigious. And also, pinapabiyahe mo palagi yung VP. So, wala sila dito. So, it was perfect politically. Um, yeah. But when, pag, pag hindi sila magkasundo, um, as happened with President Garcia, either hindi bibigyan ng trabaho or uh, bibigyan ng ibang departamento in the hope that they will fail. Yeah. Um, but then there's a flip side to this. The... Um, a vice president who goes against a sitting president always takes a hit uh, in their popularity. Because in, in grain talaga sa, sa, sa taong bayan na gusto nila na nagtutulungan at hindi magkasulungat ang mga ang liderato. So, yeah. so that's, that's the, the situation. Um, in the old days, again, um, when, when geography really factored into pandem, which mattered in in party politics because there used to be um, there really used to be uh, uh, competitions within the parties it was really important to have north and south and like yes. and like I said in the first part of our of our discussion um, 
2022 was a return to what it was like before 1972, yeah. where you really yeah. got strong leaders from the North and South, because if you yeah. join them together, unbeatable. Yeah. So what, what, is the, what is unique and what is the same about uh, Sara Duterte? She is the same in that her very existence as vice president means she has the most powerless job in the country. It's only, um, and she, re you know, and the first lesson she learned about this was nung nag-singilan sa simula and she said, gusto ko D&D. And, you know, uh, bluntly in terms of, of political math, she could say, you owe me. But, yeah. problema, tapos na yung election. Yeah. And meron nanalo na, na. Nanalo na. At hindi siya ang Pangulo. Yeah. So it became very clearly that you cannot dictate on a president. And yeah. so she had to settle for um for 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 uh for education. Now, yeah. Um why she settled for it? I don't know. Um <laughs> because you can go back and the model of Raul Rojo shows you it's not going mm. to help. So why would she pick a department where in the first place, kung ang, 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 ang layunin nila, ibayin ang, ang, ang tinuturo, galit na ang kalahati ng mga guru sa kanya because, di ba? Yeah. I mean, all the historians, for example, will be her enemy yeah. from the start. Yeah. And if not, um, does she really feel that um, the schools will give a good uh, political network? Yeah. Um, even there, I don't know if that's, that's been proven. Of course, she could prove everyone wrong. Yeah. So it seems like a lot, uh, and alam mo naman, uh, if there's one agency in the government that is super incredibly bureaucratic, as in, mamamatay ka sa dami ng papeles, <laughs> it's death end. Yeah. So they, they, they can literally wrap her in red tape and yeah. she will become mummified in passive. Yeah. Alam mo? So, yeah. so I, I really don't know what the, the but yeah. it's interesting. Um, yeah. So she, she has a job that in itself has no power except yeah. for times like this when the president gets COVID or <laughs> the president has a heart attack or a stroke yeah. and all of a sudden it's the most important thing. Um, yeah. But she has um, a father who is still yeah. alive and kicking and is in many ways even more of a master of media and attention grabbing uh, than anyone alive. So, and who is popular? Yes. Um, she has a bailiwick. If there's yeah. a solid noise, she has not only Mindanao but half of the south, especially Cebu. Mm -hmm. um, so, so she has, um, in many ways, she represents the idea that the Marcoses are just the palaman in a Duterte mm -hmm. sandwich. And that's a very powerful idea. That is powerful enough to basically convince people that temporary the Marcoses are a temporary um, distraction yeah. between six years of of Daddy Duterte and then later six years of daughter Duterte. That's very interesting, and that hasn't really uh, happened before. 
so that could explain many things. Why, first of all, the 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 balance of power um, remains the way it does. Think of this: Marcos, as you pointed out, came in without a party. Sarah came in without a party, but she has Kupong, which you know is a regional thing. Who yeah. has a party? It's the third person yeah. in the in the ruling trinity, yeah. which is uh, Gloria Macapagal-Arroyo, who reunified, um, you know, who, remember, she had gone to, she had, she had left Lakas, she went to PDP Laban, and then she went back to Lakas. Yeah. All in time for, for this election. How do you balance that? Parang, that's what I keep thinking about. Like, where does power really lie? I said kanina na I, I assume Sarah Duterte is a center of power, but I only see that in the context of mas malaki mandato niya. Nabanggit mo nga um, the, the father, her father, most popular president to accept the role. Buhay, buhay siya. Tahimik siya for now, but hindi natin alam. Like, he might give like just a few months before he starts going off again. But where does, where do you think the power lies power. in Malacanang, nowhere else. Yeah. The longer you are in Malacanang, in Malacanang, the more the power is there. But it's there. Um, that is why um, people will have to see how the vice president uh, adapts to the job. Like I said, the job itself can kill her. I mean, literally, yeah. I mean, it's just a lot of work. And that yeah. doesn't leave much time to really uh, shoot the breeze or make a mark. Um, uh, you know, um, in many ways, uh, she's been lucky because the second wave uh, or third wave, however you want to measure it, of COVID means the opening of classes has been postponed yet again. But imagine when it reopens fully, uh, that's her, that's her, that's on her plate, including if kids start getting sick, if there's a yeah. new breakout and that sort of thing. Yeah. It's, it's many traps. Uh, yeah. waiting to be sprung on her. What yeah. she has, what she has is not the mandate because um, this is the thing from since 19, again, since 1935, mm -hmm. we forget the, the presidency is much more serious contest than the vice presidency. Yeah. So yeah. more or less, vice presidents really tend to get more votes because it makes presidents paranoid and resentful and jealous that's true but yeah. it doesn't affect the reality that um the only thing a vice president can do you know as will rogers said their job is to wake up in the morning and ask does the president still have a pulse and if the yeah. answer is yes they can go back to bed and that's that's about it um yeah beyond that the vice president matters more and more if the president starts doing badly or um, if, um, but then that 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 has a problem in itself because if the president starts doing badly, ang choice mo kakalas ka ba? In which case, yes. magagalit din naman sa yung tao because isipin nila tinaydor mo yung pangulo and yeah. that sort of thing. Or will you stick it out and go down with the sinking ship? I mean, you know, it's again, it's 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 what yeah. it just keeps you in the game. Um, yeah. It keeps you in a learning curve. It makes you, I guess, impossible to ignore 
Um, but in this case, we don't know how it will play out. So given all that, nga, parang, uh, I mean, another thing is that Sarah led uh, early preference, uh, presidential preference service, kaya nga, speech ng speech yung tatay niya sa start, di ba, na kaya gusto niya ipo si Sarah to run for president. Yeah. And now, she doesn't have the cabinet post that she initially supposedly wanted. She now has a cabinet post that's arguably, my God, what a nightmare. Um, given the context, even with, without a pandemic, sobrang nightmare ng de- it's, a, it's such a difficult post to, to handle. Was it correct for her to even slide down to vice president? Um, from the point of view of um, what is the worst case scenario for everyone concerned, and I'm sure this is what GMA told everyone, the the um, our, the past 33 years had been a pendulum, one way populist and then another way back again. The last thing you wanted was after six years of Duterte to, for it to go to the opposition. That was the nightmare scenario. Anything was better than that. Um, on the other hand, think of the brilliance of, uh, of the unity ticket. Um, now you have six, 12, 18 years uh, under the same coalition. Of course, um, what the president, what President Duterte had wanted was for the first 12 years to be Duterte yes. and then the next six years to be Marcos. And that would have made uh, perhaps for him more sense. Um, on the other hand, if you're GMA, think of the brilliance of this, that you have a, a Marcos sandwich because then the Marcoses can't stay, which is what everyone sort of assumes is the the unwritten assumption of a Marcos restoration is a Marcos extension, um, you know. So in a sense, that, that gives the Marcoses what they want. They can claim vindication, but not permanently. Um, in which case, the Dutertes come back and then they can, you know, so there's a lot more possibilities and a lot more um, keeping everything in. Now, the weakness, and which is why you had GMA, uh, GMA keeps entering our discussion. The Marcoses could never put together a, a party uh, like the old days. So they don't, what they have is a name and they have the money, um, but the, in, and they have in many ways a lot of people to follow them, but they didn't have the political organization because it's all about them. Right, so there's very little room for anyone else if it's all about you and your family. Um, the Dutertes, in a similar way, the president was never an organization guy to begin with, and when they had the choice, uh, in, in you know between Evasco, who wanted to create a national movement to destroy all the parties, we forget that, um, and Bongo, who wanted more of the same, he picked more of the same. So that when he when the time came na patapos na yung termino niya, he had to discover that yung pala, he could get Bongo elected senator but not elected president. Yeah. Um, in which case, he felt his daughter should be the one, right? Yeah. But the daughter on her part, remember, when they made GMA speaker, yeah. it's as much because the Dutertes didn't have the national infrastructure. They had to do a hostile takeover because the party 
of the government was being run by Pantaleon Alvarez uh, and galit na si Sara doon. So they had to do a hostile takeover by importing GMA to take it over. So this means the only one who has actual the party, which is in the end what you need, even for just six years to run things, is neither of the two major players. It's the third player. It's GMA. Um, in a sense, the Marcoses are clever enough that they mounted a, a, a takeover. And so they were able to edge out GMA by putting in Martin Romualdez. But he's only as good as, as the next um, six years. And after that, uh, if GMA is still healthy, wealthy, and wise, uh, she can, she can, she can, you know, take over again or kick him out even sooner. So, um, it means that ni- neither the president nor the vice president, uh, in many ways, have the means to really um, get their way. And the the next three years, I guess, is going to have to be um, seeing which of the two can learn far faster. Can the president manage the, the, the attraction and the discipline required to create a new KBL, basically? Um, or can Sarah do it to turn Hugpong into not just a regional alliance, but a national coalition. If neither of them do, then the balance of power will always be held by Lakas, which is not always going to be under Martin Romualde. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Um, going back to the OVP, because yung... My fault na rin siguro, yung political memory ko of the OVP is obviously limited mostly to Judge Omar Binay and Lenny Robredo. Although I, I did with, I, I was alive obviously um, during the, the the administrations of those, of the previous vice presidents, I, I didn't really pay attention to it. Um, baka kasi hindi pa ako reporter nun, so wala akong pakialam masyad, hindi ako invested. Siguro for, for people to understand the OVP, the, the vice presidency that Sara Duterte was elected into, which vice presidents should people read up on or study parang to understand how the office has evolved through the years? Mm-hmm. Um, you, the only thing to learn from the vice presidency is um, to study the dynamics mm-hmm. between the president and the vice president. Um that is the only thing really that matters because if yeah. they if they if they build a partnership they can be very strong and you can you can actually have continuity if they if they distrust or cannot stand each other or are wary of each other it can it will eventually break down yeah. um again what makes this unique is that there is a referee so to speak in the middle <laughs> um but each of these people, you know, once you have received tens of millions of votes, um, you know, the number one, uh, ang pangbara ng bawat pangulo sa lahat ng mga nakapaligid sa kanila, ganito lang eh, magpresidente ka muna. And so, um, the vice president will, will 
especially because she's she's so new to politics nationally yeah. um the fact that she got more votes will always be there the fact that her father is there will always be there the yeah. fact that she con- she basically can say uh, a third to half of the country follows me and not you um, will always be there but the other guy can say that too um uh so so that's 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 the interesting thing so there is very little to to learn because the office of vice president is so empty and so yeah. powerless each vice president makes it um yeah. and usually they make it by discovering that um there's very little that 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 you can <laughs> do with it um yeah yun din i think yung privilege of one sara duterte kasi kasi obviously yung mga the way she projects herself she always highlights na she was she's a she's the most awarded mayor di ko alam kung ano yung official tally noon pero that's that's the that's the pr that they come out with and you know she's been mayor for uh two consecutive terms one term before that but people tend to overlook siguro maybe not us but some people tend to overlook na all of her contests were easily won all the, the the as vice mayor as mayor ang dali lang noon kasi Duterte siya in a way yung vice presidential run niya nung May ang dali lang din noon kasi hindi naman presidente yung tinakbuhan niya so this is the biggest challenge i think in Sarah's political life well there but also yeah and and but also they are um she and the president are very different characters the Duterte's fight hot the Marcoses fight cold yeah Um these are two very different ways of approaching problems. Um and you're going to see that I think uh moving forward. Um can can they can they you know and and each of these uh, approaches hates the other. Those who fight cold <laughs> look down on those who fight hot just as those who fight yeah. hot find those who fight cold kind of you know like they look down on them too yeah. Diba? yeah so so um we're gonna see that that playing out as well i think alam mo na-realize ko lang parang ang ganda sana kahit hindi na sa show na to eh gusto ko lang makarinig ng oral history of gloria makapagal arroyo just walk us through the different um decades of one career makapagal arroyo and how She's fully back. I mean, like, back to, just to mention before I forget, na, yung kan Martin Romales, although power is with him for now, he made it a point to, to remind everyone na GMA has my back, ha? Like, ako yung speaker, pero may bas-bas ako ni GMA. Like, they took so much effort in projecting that um, through press releases. Um, And remember, I think all we needed to see was the, yung, yung, um, the way people behave during the proclamation in Congress. Yeah. The one who um, you were pointing out that Martin Romualdez's job in many ways is what they call the minder, yung mm. yung yung tagabantay, tagabuntot, mm. um, close diba? in, to make sure that they don't get into trouble para kay yeah. kay But yeah. the one who actually accompanied her in many ways, acted as her sponsor and everything at the ceremony, was GMA. Yeah. Remember and and so the 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 greetings were kind of awkward between the Marcoses and Sara Duterte and then it was even made even more awkward by GMA who was there who is a 
pragmatist but has her own complicated history with the Marcoses. Yeah. Dating yeah. back to her father. Yeah. Uh, and both the Marcoses and she know this, you know. So yeah. so there's this complicated dance uh, going on. Um, but they are in many ways politically professional enough to have yeah. gotten the first job done, which was to win. The same yeah. way, for, yeah. for example, that Indaisara and GMA united to to take control of the house um, without the president even really having a say in the matter because yeah. it was getting out of hand we forget yeah 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 manolo i will invite you for another episode for that um gloria makapagal arroyo episode okay. or I'll, I'll i'll ikukulit kita na gawin mo on your own kung Thank you so much for joining us. Before we end, I have one last question because the, the point of the show is hopefully to help people understand where we are um, by understanding first where we came from. So um, when you want to make sense of the world, not necessarily politically, kahit personal life mo lang, uh, what do you read? What do you watch? What do you listen to? What do you consume? <laughs> um I think the book, the book that, that influenced me the most because I think it is the best um, insight into power, it's a book called The Emperor by, it's a really hard name, uh, Richard Kapuczynski, okay? okay? But it's, ab it's about, about Haile Selassie. If you read it, Haile Selassie was the last emperor of Ethiopia. Anyway, if you read it, it's mga kwento lang of, of, mga, uh, of uh, courtiers, members of his court, uh, after he was removed from power in revolution. When you read it, you will see the Philippines all over the place. And it reminded me that power is the same everywhere. And because it's a human uh, yeah. thing. So, so I guess um, there's, there's a very old show that also made a mark on me around the same time. It's called Yes Minister and Yes Prime Minister. It's a British uh, comedy. Um, but it is perhaps the best introduction to government uh, you will ever watch. Um, you can find it uh, on YouTube, I think. Uh, it's called Yes Minister. So those are the things. I think, um, I, I, I think um, you, the further afield you go, mm. it's not only more interesting, but reminds you that everything we're affected by, um, from the power dynamics that starts in the classroom, it's yeah. not always the most studious who gets elected class president. Oh, yeah. Uh, um, yeah. It's not always the, the fairest who becomes the manager of, of the local Jollibee. Um, yeah. It's all about human dynamics. Um, and uh, sometimes you have to go very far away from home to see uh, the ins to, to get the insights that make you realize what's happening in front of your nose. I love that you suggested a comedy to best understand politics. Because I remember how some of my friends who work under the Aquino government, actually, I was talking to them, sabi ko, parang ano, West Wing ba yung inspiration nyo when you joined the government for the first time? And they're like, no, actually, sa totoo lang, VIP yung mas, um, <laughs> mas, mas malapit sa totoong buhay. That's also a great scenario. show. That's also a great show. Oh. And Jeep, ganun din. I mean, yung, it, it, it's all about look, uh, it's, all, it's all about human interactions. And yeah. may archetypes palagi no, meron yung, yung, yung marites sa, sa opisina <laughs> and yung madrama and yung, 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 yung ahas. My type A. Yes, 
of course. So see, so yun yung ano um tawag to additional research ninyo if you're watching this and you're starting to get into politics watch deep watch comedies um uh, mas, mas closer to real life yun apparently based from according to people who've actually been there thank you so much Manolo for your time kukulitin kita for that um GMA episode whether dito man or sa sarili mo na and that concludes this episode of 36 years I hope you enjoyed listening to it. I want to thank Manolo Quezon again for indulging us in this interview. And I will stay true to my promise and my plan of creating an episode uh, revolving around the career of one Gloria Macapagal Arroyo. And uh, if you want to listen to other podcasts on the rap, you can just go to Rappler's accounts wherever you listen to podcasts or check out Rappler's social media pages. We have a ton other podcast um, titles that may interest you from politics to environment to policy and everything else in between. This has been Bea Kupin again. Thank you for watching or listening. Bye!